Thank you. Hi, good evening. Um, my name's James Cook uh, from GL Hearn. Uh, I'm a planning director. Um, I'm not an urban designer. I'm not, not an architect. I'm a commercial planner, um, and my role is, is largely about promoting uh, development in London. Um, I look after a team who are focused on residential development in London, um, and increasingly um, large proportions of our work involve tall buildings. Um, what I'm going to talk to you this evening about is the research that we uh, undertook earlier this year with the NLA. Um, I've been involved with a tall building survey with the NLA for three years now, um, and the results that I'll talk about are from March of this year. Um, March is a long time ago. Um, we've had some pretty significant um, political and economic changes um, in the last six months, obviously. Um, and I think when we do the survey again next year, um, it'll be fascinating to see um, how the trends have changed um, in, in light of those um, uh, political changes and economic, suspected economic changes um, this year. Um, I've given a similar talk before, and I've preceded Colin, um, which is the right, right way around. Um, this is a pretty, um, uh, I won't say dry, but this is the facts and figures. And then Colin, I'm sure, will bring it to life with, with, with what it means um, on the ground with some of the things that, that he's involved with at the GLA. Um, so I will, uh, I will talk briefly about the uh, methodology for the survey. Um, I'll say a little bit about our findings in this year, and then I'll compare those two to findings in the last year and end with um, a couple of personal observations on, um, on what, I think it, uh, what I think it means for London, and in particular housing in London. So how did we do it? Um, well, back in 2014, um, we teamed up with the NLA. Um, I think uh, at that point in time, tall buildings were becoming increasingly um, contentious, political, um, increasing interest in the press. And Peter Murray at the NLA realized, I think, that there's no actual assessment of the number of tall buildings in planning in London at that time. So it was the first attempt to quantify um, tall buildings in the pipeline, um, and back in April 2014, we found 236. Uh, we followed up that research a year later, and the increase had gone up to 263. Um, and the, the methodology um, was to look across London, across all the boroughs. Uh, we assessed tall buildings as being those 20 stories or more, um, and we looked at buildings that were either proposed, um, i.e., uh, in planning application or, or pre-application with planning permission um, and those which were under construction. The 20-storey um, threshold uh, was a little bit controversial. Um, uh, we accept that tall buildings, um, buildings will be considered tall a lot lower than 20 storeys, um, but we needed to draw a line somewhere. And I think um, from the NLA's perspective, they felt that a lot of the buildings so 60s, 70s residential tall buildings in London are typically at that 20-storey height, and people can kind of can relate to those as, as being tall. We changed things slightly for the, for the 2016 research. Um, the, we, we got EGI, Estates Gazette, um, involved, um, and they managed to find additional projects over and above those ones that um, we'd found previously. Um, they, they have a lot more intelligence on schemes that are in, in the pre-application process. Um, and they had more detail about larger schemes that include, include um, a number of tall buildings 
um, which I'll say a bit more about. But the overall premises stayed the same. But as I go through the figures, they're not quite on a like-for-like like -like basis um, from year to year. So these are the number of new tall building proposals um, in the year to April. Um, and the key figure there is, is bottom right, 119. Um, and that consists of 73 at the proposal stage. Um, so 58 of those are at planning application. The rest of them are pre-application. Um, and what we've always said is that that is almost certainly a, an, underest an underestimate. Um, we just don't know all of the schemes that are in pre-application because they're, they're almost always not in the public realm. Um, the approved figure there is 43, and that's a, that's a significantly high figure. That is applications that were submitted and approved during the course of the year, um, which I think you might say is, is, a, is a quite a, a positive or um, uh, demonstrating an effective planning system. Um, I think it reflects the amount of work that goes into these schemes before they actually get into planning, um, but it also masks the, the one scheme um, and in Greenwich, which included 32 tall buildings within one scheme. So it's a, uh, sort of take it with a slight pinch of salt. And equally, just three tall buildings were refused. And again, I think that is a reflection of the fact that um, the scale of work required in taking these to planning means that the, um, the level of certainty once you make the planning application means that um, they're very unlikely to actually be refused. We looked at construction um, and the 89 tall buildings uh, under construction um, at, the, at, at the point of time of the survey. Um, that's 19% of all the tall buildings um, in the survey. Um, the, we, we've seen a slight decrease um, in the number of tall buildings as a percentage under construction, although the overall numbers um, are still increasing um, again. Uh, will be very interesting to see those figures um, this time next year. As I said, 119 of the new proposals are at application stage, um, but the number of tall building schemes um, is much less than that. Um, lots of uh, projects with multiple tall buildings, um, and this is the most, the most notable, which I mentioned, which is Greenwich Peninsula. Um, this got an outline consent this year, um, we, difficult to quantify exactly how many tall buildings in there are, given the sort of parameter, parameter nature of the permission, um, but we think it's around, uh, th there's consent for up to 32 tall buildings within, within one planning application, one planning permission. So to look back on how those figures um, compare over recent years, looking back across the, the three years of the survey, should reiterate, this isn't entirely like-for-like -like, um, assessment, but at 2016, uh, we've got 111 um, which are proposed, i.e. in planning or, or, or pre-planning, 233 with planning permission, three that have been refused, 89 under construction, 19 completed, which is a total of 436 tall buildings in the pipeline for London. Yes, well, well there, there would be schemes that are in, um, in pre-planning in 2014, which will still be in pre-planning at 2016. So they're, 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 not, they're not increases, they're, they're actual numbers at that point in time. But the, the point I want to reiterate is the, the overall number looks like a very big increase from 2015 to 2016, with the evidence base was changed. But we're, we're confident in those 2016 numbers. 
Um, and as I said, whilst the, I think the, the trend that we noticed there was that uh, towers under construction increased, um, but the rate, of, the rate of increase in towers under construction had slowed year on year. Um, we looked at building heights. Um, this, is, this is pretty crude. It's just looking at, at story heights. Um, this is all the tall buildings in the survey. The mean story height across um, all tall buildings in the survey is 30 storeys um, and 60%, 261 in actual, actual terms, are in that 20 to 30 uh, storey range. That's consistent with what we've seen in previous years um, and that is very consistent with the, the market economics that, that we see um, in tall building construction in most locations for most clients, um, in particular for the house builders. Uh, only eight tall buildings, or 2%, um, reach beyond 60 storeys, um, but there is potentially um, a trend towards ever-increasing height. Of the, of the 20 tallest buildings in the survey this year, um, three of them were, were new proposals. I should say that all of this information is available. Um, it goes into greater detail than, than I'll explain tonight. Um, but in terms of location, um, in and out of London, um, that probably doesn't surprise anybody. Um, almost three quarters are in inner London. Um, I do think, and this might be something that Colin talks about, but I do think this um, has the potential to change as we look at this over coming years. Um, a lot of the opportunity areas are in outer London, a lot of the areas around Crossrail and Crossrail Tour in outer London, um, and some of the unrealised regeneration areas, I think, are probably in outer London, perhaps, rather than inner London. And then when you drill down slightly into the sub-regional um, sub-regional areas, central and eastern uh, sub-regions dominate with, again, three quarters of tall buildings. Um, the east, which um, would feel like a sort of mature tall building location, has increased very significantly over the last year, so there's, there's even more stuff going on in East London. Um, and north and west, as previous years, is much lower, um, but again, I think those, those sub-regions have significant potential, um, old oak common um, in itself, um, if that comes forward, I think would we'll we'll, we'll change that demographic um, very significantly. This is probably uh, hard to decipher, but um, this is by individual borough, um, and there's just some there's some striking trends there um, when you look at the the variances. Um, perhaps most striking is that 160, um, so almost a third of the tall buildings in the survey are in just two boroughs, and that's Tower Hamlets um, at the top with 93, and Greenwich um, further down with 67. Southwark, Lambeth, Wandsworth um, have seen significant growth in recent years, but we've seen a kind of stabilisation um, in terms of the numbers of, of, of proposals in those locations um, in this year's survey. Um, but at the other end of the scale, there's four London boroughs which only have one or two proposals, um, and they're Sutton, Redbridge, Harrow, and Enfield. And there's eight London boroughs which don't have any tall building proposals at all. So almost a third of the London boroughs have either, either none or a negligible amount of tall building proposals. Um, and you can compare that with Tower Hamlets. And I think when you compare that with um, perhaps some commentators or the press's perception, um, then it is a very complex pattern of, of growth that we're seeing um, in tall buildings across London.
And then when you look at that um, in terms of tall buildings that are under construction, um, I think it's, it's even, um, even more polarised. Uh, Tower Hamlets um, way out ahead with 27% or 24 in real terms. Um, tall buildings under construction. Newham, Lambeth, Greenwich um, all have 11. But again here there's, there's 17 London boroughs um, that don't have any tall buildings currently under construction. So again, um, where, this, where this is happening um, where this is happening physically um, is probably only in about 50% of London boroughs. There's been a lot of discussion and debate about um, clusters and locations and whether this is responding to planning policy or not. Um, what we've just tried to illustrate here is where we're seeing some of the clusters. Um, the blue clusters are where there's 30 tall buildings or more. Um, and they're all in areas identified at a strategic level for tall buildings. Vauxhall heading west to east, Vauxhall Nine Elms, uh, South Bank, Docklands and the Peninsula. And then the orange clusters are where there's 10 to 30 tall buildings. And again, these are in identified regeneration areas, uh, Brent Cross, Stratford, Deptford. Um, and then the green are where there is smaller clusters. But I think um, almost without exception, um, where these sorts of buildings are consented and are happening, um, they're happening in, in a planned way. Um, whether those plans are right or wrong is, an, is another debate, but they're, ge they're, they're generally only getting consent and they're coming forward in locations identified at either London or the local level. My background's residential and unsurprisingly, um, three quarters of the tall buildings, 320 of them, are predominantly residential in use. Um, almost all tall buildings are mixed use to some degree. There's almost, almost always a requirement for at least basement ground and first probably to be, to be, to be a mix of uses. Um, but the vast majority are predominantly residential. There is a significant proportion, I think, which we've, we've, we've considered to be genuinely mixed use. Uh, that's 18% and 77 um, But as you'll see, other uses um, make up a pretty limited uh, 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 contribution uh, interestingly, office um, at just uh, four percent. Eighteen tall buildings um, completed in the year to April. Um, those are they. Uh, one of the interesting things that we 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 saw through the research was that the average time from get a, getting a permission to being completed was four years, um, but that masks some huge variations um, between two years. Um, and eight years, um, but an average of four years from permission to completion um, and uh, 19, 18 tall buildings completed in the year. Some of the taller buildings uh, in the survey, um, here's the top three residential buildings, um, up to 75 storeys at City Pride. Um, they are, all three of those are in Docklands. Um, and for the non-residential buildings, um, planning application at, at one and a shelf, which I think is still current application. Um, one Lansdowne Road is a mixed-use building in Croydon, um, which has actually uh, since been refused. And uh, Columbus Tower is a uh, approved scheme that's, that's been resubmitted for a revised scheme. So the summary observations are that um, I still believe that we're seeing um, 
real importance on opportunity areas, uh, strategic planning and master planning in, in the geographical distribution of tall buildings. Um, I think in that context, you could say there's an efficiency in the planning system. Um, tall building proposals generally receive a positive resolution, rightly or wrongly. But I do think that that is because of the policy certainty and the level of investment that goes into, into bringing them through the application process. Um, we've seen an increased number uh, of tall buildings in overall um, in, in the last year. Construction levels um, have, however, remained relatively consistent. Um, and as I say, I think next year's survey will be fascinating, particularly in terms of um, construction. My overall view on tall buildings is that they are, they are one part, um, a relatively small part in, in real terms of London's, of London's housing growth. Um, but they're obviously um, very significant in terms of, in terms of other impacts, um, but they're only one part of a, of a, small, of a small, uh, small part of a, of, a, of a big issue. And in terms of housing, I've quoted this a few times, but if you took every um, tall building in the survey and you applied a sort of mean height to that and a mean floor plate, if they all got built, um, that would be about one year's housing requirement for London. Um, they're not all going to get built, and as we've seen, they take between two and eight years to get to get completed after planning. So, um, even though there's a, there's a very large proportion of residential buildings in there, um, they, in terms of London's growth requirements, um, they are relatively insignificant. Thank you very much.